Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Praise the Lord. Turn in your Bibles with me this morning to 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 2. 2 Samuel chapter 2. We're going to read just a couple of verses. And uh, we will be on the go. 2 Samuel chapter 2. The Bible says, it happened after this. After what? Something must have happened. But we'll see. It happened after this that David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up to any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said to him, go up. David said, where shall I go up? And God said to him, to Hebron. May the Lord answer you when you ask. Say you have not received because you have not asked. So David asked. It's amazing the relationship he he had with God. So David went up there, and his two wives also, Ahinom the Jezreelite and Abigail the widow of Nebah the Carmelite. And David brought up the men who were with him. How many men? Remember what we had last Sunday? 600 men with their families. And so they dwelt there in the city of Hebron. Jump to verse 11. And the time that David was king in Hebron, over the house of Judah was seven and a half years. Seven and a half years or seven years and six months. Quickly, chapter 3, verse 1. Chapter 3, verse 1, same book. Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David grew stronger and stronger and the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. Father, Breathe over your word this morning. Thank you for what you have already concluded to do in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for breakthroughs. Thank you, Lord, for blessings. Lord, use this moment to open our hearts and our spirit that our hearing will be able to pick the voice of God. Help us to know your will. And thank you, Lord, for breakthroughs, for healings, for deliverances. Thank you, Lord, for prophetic words that will be fulfilled. Be glorified and be lifted up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of my message this morning is A King at Last. A King at Last. We have been journeying with David. From the time David was introduced to Israel. To the things that David had been through. When he ran away and took his hiding place. Under the broom tree, as it were. And how David's camp and city, Ziglag, was burnt down last Sunday. We saw how David took it back. And today, we want to see what happened to David. He became a king at last. Now, about 15 years after David had been anointed in the presence of his brethren, in the house of his father, He'd been anointed but not yet appointed. David, at this point, he had been through hell. He had almost gone to hell and come back. He had had death sentence hanging on his head. Day and night. 
David had been running for his life from cave to cave. David had been hoping to just survive for the night. Sometimes David had been in hunger, had been in plenty, had been in laughter, in tears. David had been through stuff, friends, since the time God promised David. But finally, he became a king. He became a king. At this point, David would have to call to mind the prophecy that was given to him when he heard that Saul had died. Oh, sorry. He had to call to mind the prophecy that was given to him that he's going to be the next king. So when he heard, when the Bible said, it happened after this, he would call to mind that, yes, he's been told he's going to be the next king. From all those years, David had learned something. Through all the things he'd been through, David had learned that it was important to commit his life to God and ask God, what should I do? Where should I go? And you will think that it's logical after he heard that Saul was dead. Oh yes, this is a promise. Now I'm the next king. He shouldn't need to ask God anymore. David should have just automatically gone off to just occupy the throne. After all, it was promised by God. But friends, you must understand that logic and faith, they are not friends. Because something sounds logical does not mean that it's God's will. David had learned in all things to seek God's face. I discovered something, friends, that actually, at this time of victory, at this time of some kind of breakthrough, Many people, or which I said before that time, many people know how to seek God's face when there is lack, when there is tribulation. We know how to seek God's face when we, are, when we are still nobody. We know how to follow God, obey God when things are hard. We know how to say, God, what should I do? What should I do? When we are still waiting, I discovered that the most difficult part of our walk with God is when we have had some kind of level of breakthroughs. That's the time we think we know what to do. I know what to do. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of God too. I'm a woman of God too. I'm an adult too. Our children will quickly remind us that they are adults too. They know what to do. They know what they do themselves. When they were young, they need to ask us. But the moment they feel that, well, some double digits have been added to my age now, then they begin to want to tell mommy and tell daddy. That's the same thing we do to God. We feel we don't need to ask God anymore. We forget the fact that for us to maintain success in life, it requires an attitude. It's an attitude of submission and obedience that ensures sustenance of promotion. For whatever you have seen today that you call breakthrough, it still leads you to where God wants to take you to. This morning, I want to speak to a David who has received God's word. You have been anointed but not yet appointed. I pray that you will hear the voice of God through this voice. Men had laughed at you. People have walked over you. Promotion seems to have passed you sometimes. Even time has said to you, you are out of time. Everything seems to be 
not walking in line with the prophecies you've received. But you could be sure that I know I had God. This morning I want to say to somebody to remember the words of Habakkuk in 2.3. And he said the vision is for what? An appointed time, not an anointed time. You must understand that what God has said he will do, he will do. Bible said, but in the end it will speak. I pray for you that your word will speak. Your prophecy will speak. I see that end in Jesus' name. The Bible said it will speak. It will not lie. The word of God will not lie over you. The Bible said, though it tarries, wait for it. For it will surely not tarry. How can he say, though it tarry? It will surely not tarry. Means you are the one feeling it tarries. But in the interpretation of God, it's not tarry. Very important for us to know that this is how God works. In today's message, we are joining David at his thanksgiving of fulfilled prophecy. That's exactly where we are. We are joining him as he was having thanksgiving and so we are having thanksgiving. But I discovered something about thanksgiving. Sometimes the circumstances of thanksgiving and around thanksgiving, it's not exactly the way we envisioned it. And we thought today's thanksgiving would open the gates. In fact, you, can, you need to see the preparations that we made in CMC. Open up all the spaces. That the leaders had a meeting last week uh, after the service. And I think two weeks ago, we talked about opening up all the other spaces. So the staff went to work, opened up all the spaces, and we did all that. Thanksgiving. We're getting ready for crossover. Fill up all the spaces. Then this came. Sometimes, Thanksgiving does not always come the way you envisioned it. And because of that, many people don't actually know how to thank God. Because it didn't come the way they wanted it, many people feel, I don't even need to thank God. It's not in the package I expected. Because after all my waiting, by the time it came, it was too small. By the time it came, it was too some way. Sometimes because the way you thought it would look. I thought when my husband would come, it would be like, he's rich, he's this, he's that. But when he came, ah, we have to start believing God again. After I believe God. I thought by the time my wife comes, ah! I thought by the time I get my job, there will be perks that will be so heavy. But the thing is still managing. Ah, ah. What do you want me to thank God for in this delivery? By the time the thanksgiving comes, many people don't know how to thank God because it didn't look like the pain they have been through. How can I have been through all the trouble I've been through and where I'm ending up is this Hebron. Not just Hebron. It's not just Hebron. I can understand if it's Hebron, but some things had occurred in the life of David that actually had made this Thanksgiving not what he expected. You know the reason why we feel like that? Because many of us have got the wrong understanding of sources. We think success is a destination, but it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey that requires the same attitude and this attitude of gratitude. That I am making steps. Thank God for it. 
Thank God for the little delivery. Thank God the fact that you are still holding something. Thank God for the fact that you can stand. Thank God that the fact that you are here. See, thank God that we are still alive. Lockdown or no lockdown, we are alive. Many people are unable to see God at work because they think, is this all? But no, it's not all. We might be in Hebrew now, but we are going somewhere. So my friend, no matter what shape or size, your thanksgiving comes to you. You must understand it's worth your thanking God, appreciating him, and embracing it almost like, wow, God, I didn't even deserve this one. Very important. So back to David. The time of his thanksgiving at Hebron, some very painful thing had occurred in his life. Very, very painful stuff. On top of which was the death of Saul and Jonathan. And someone said, really? How can that be a bad news? No, it was a bad news. Friends, Jonathan particularly was not an ordinary person to David. It wasn't just because they had a covenant. Jonathan was the one man, the only man that could have ruined everything God planned for David. Jonathan was the man who was the heir apparent to the throne. Jonathan was the confidant of David. Jonathan was the one man who knew where David was hiding, wherever he was hiding. Jonathan was one man who knew what David would do next before anybody else even would know. Jonathan risked his life many times for David. Not only that, Jonathan himself had seen this day. He has seen it. He has seen David on the throne and he standing next to him. When God had raised partners for you, when God had raised people for you to walk with you, people that will just be with you, people who say, you know what, to the end, we are going all the way. And along the line, they are falling. The joy, the laughter, feel somehow but how did Jonathan die? That's why we need to look to the previous chapter. In 1 Samuel chapter 1. So you see, he said, after these things it happened. So what was these things? Now I want to quickly run you through this. So in, first, in 2 Samuel chapter 1, the Bible said it was three days after where we left off last Sunday. David had returned to Ziglag. And they were still going through their stuff, still thanking God for what's going on. But the city was burned down, remember this. And then a man walked into the camp, said he needed to see David. And this man tore his clothes, made it rough, put some blood somewhere in the corner of his ears. And he had this rock sack beside him. I need to see the king, he said. He said, what for? I got a news. Best news he has ever had in his life. Really? So the soldiers made way for him. He got to King David. Or he got to David. Wasn't a king. David said, yes, what can I do for you? The Bible said he prostrated himself before David. And I thought, hang on, prostrated. I thought that was an African thing. So it's a Bible thing. Oh, oh. Okay, let's leave that for now for those who didn't get that bit. So, he frustrated before David. Ah! 
And I wish I could act this out in Minister Sam's dialect, but I can't. He said, may your days be long, my king. <laughs> he said, may, ah, I've got news for my king. He said, I won't get up. My, just, just get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Who are you? Ah, I am an Amalekite. I have been fighting, my king, I've been fighting, oh God. The king said, really, what battle? He said, the battle's been heavy. And all the people fled. And people died. Ah, oh, people died. The king said, so, what really happened? He said, in fact, people fled and died so much that even Saul and all his sons are dead, my king. In fact, may it be unto that man all the enemies of my king. The king said, what did you just say? He said, Saul and his sons. Be careful. He said, I'm serious, my king. Uh -uh. How do you know? Uh -uh. How did I know? They said the king ran. And you are asking for his staff. Okay. As everybody was ransacked. In fact, you want to know, I was the one who killed. How did you? He said, uh, that man, he's a coward. When the battle became tough, he realized that the enemies had cornered him. Then they had wounded him. He wasn't really dead though. He could have made it. But hmm, I just stumbled. The God made it to happen. God ensured I would be the one to bring this good news to my king. So he called me and said, who are you? I said, I'm an Amalekite. Hey, you two, you will do. He said, strike me. Ah! <laughs> this is open goal. I struck the man. The Bible said, David tore his clothes. He cried. That was not what got me, friends. The next phrase was what got me. The Bible said, and the man with him. Are you following me this morning? This is Thanksgiving service they were having. And this is how it ended that day. The man with him. I said, look, oh, I can understand David being crazy. But his men, the Bible said they all wept. They fasted and they cried till evening. And then something hits me there. The man had imbibed the spirit of honor that's upon their, upon their leader. How can anyone lead you? You don't even bear their spirit. How can that be? How can you sit week after week hearing the word of life and there is nothing that is transforming you? You can't even pick their body. Ooh, I have my own spirit too. You know what's killing this generation? It's the spirit of independence. That's what it's. Listen to me. You will be anointed but not appointed. That's what leads to that. The men with him write it down anywhere. No, they have observed their leader. They have been with him. They have fought battles with him. This is the same man that has been chasing them for over 15 years. They realized something about David. He had left his battle to God to fight. So when he grieved, they grieved. When he said, God said, we are going, they are going. But as a generation, I would say, I'll go home and pray first. But you want to do what David did? The Bible said when they cried, they wept. After they now finished weeping, David now got up. Uh -huh. 
You. Who did you say you are again? <laughs> then at this point, he realized his promotion is about to happen. I'm an Amalekite, sir. I'm an alien. I said, alien, you will remain in your life. So the king said, Jeremy, strike him. I pulled out his dagger. He executed him without question. He said, by the way, we are no murderers over here. Your own mouth, your blood is on you. Because by your mouth, you condemned yourself. You know what I'm saying? People don't know when they have condemned themselves. They I said, do you know what he did to me? Do you know what she did to me? Don't think about what your mouth is saying. Think about the implications of your action. May your mouth not condemn you. On that day, verse 19, David wrote a song. It was a song of pain. He said, Thy glory, O Israel, is laid upon the high places. How are the mighty falling? Tell it not in God. Proclaim it not in the street of Ashkelon. Lest the daughters of Philistines rejoice. Let the daughters of uncircumcised exult. Ye mountains of Gibeah, let there be no rain or dew upon you. For on you the shield of Saul was destroyed. The shield of Saul not anointed with oil. From the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan did not turn back. The sword of Saul did not return empty. O daughters of Israel, weep over Saul. He will clothe you with scarlet and with luxury. He will put what again? He will put ornaments of gold upon your apparel. I love this thing. He said in verse 25, he said, how are the mighty falling? In the midst of the battle, Jonathan was slain in the high places. I am distressed for you, Jonathan, my brother. You have been pleasant to me. Your love to me surpasses the love of a woman. How are the mighty falling? And the weapons of war perish. And the men listen to her. And they realize how he honored Saul. And he honored Jonathan. Even to the last day. Now you have to ask yourself. Why did he do that? Because David realized that in your victory... It's important to honor those whose shoulders of people you are standing on. David knew that it's important for him to be magnanimous in this day, on this day of his victory. Many people come to victory, to success, and they begin to sound like, I did it myself. I am a man of myself. I know what I am doing. I prayed. I fasted. That's why I got to where, got to where I'm going, I am right now. David realized, listen to me. David didn't, he didn't see anything that was not true in that poem. Because really, Jonathan actually was a much stronger warrior than David. You guys don't know. We'll pick that up on the Friday Bible study. Do you know that Jonathan was almost double the age of David? He was not his age mate. Jonathan was the firstborn of Saul. How you will know? 
when, Jonah, when David was 30 years old, there are many scriptures, but I'll just give you this one. When he was 30 years old and he became king in Hebron, there is a useless guy, one of the sons of Saul. His name is called Ishbosheth. How do I know he's useless? One, he didn't go to battle. Princes go to war. Two, he was not capable of becoming anything by himself. Abner put him there as a figurehead. Do you understand what I'm saying? Three, he could not defend his father's name. He was 40 years old when David was 30. He was three or four steps behind Jonathan. And yet Jonathan was David's friend. This thing is not about age. It's about grace. Are you listening to me now? It's about grace. That Jonathan had seen on David. I begin to round up. Because David realized God knew best. And God has put him in this level. And he was grateful for it. See what God did. Seven and a half years later. In First Chronicles chapter 11. The Bible says. And I'm jumping so many drama that occurred. So many drama in the midst of that. That occurred in those seven and a half years. I'm leaving most of those for our Bible studies. The Bible said in verse 1. Then all Israel came together to David at Hebron, saying, Indeed, we are your bone and we're your flesh. Really? Also, in the time past, even when Saul was king, you were the one who led Israel out and brought them in. You see that? So people knew really about you. They might not be telling you, but they can see the hand of God upon your life. And the Lord your God said to you, so does the nation knew the prophecy over David. How that happened, I don't know. That you shall shepherd my people Israel and be ruler over my people Israel. Therefore all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron and David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel. So David united the nation. That's a beautiful point in his story, which we are going to get to later. But today what happened is because you have thanked God for the level he has brought you, God could entrust much bigger one in your hands. Do you understand that? Because you have thanked him for what he has done so far, God says, you know what? I'm giving you more. I'm giving you more. I'm giving you more. Because you have learned to trust me. I am trusting you with the nation. I am fulfilling what I have said concerning you. This morning I want to pray for somebody. That in the name of Jesus, no matter what you have seen, you will sing a new song. No matter what you have seen so far, 
I said God will give you divine visitation this year. In the name of Jesus, I shall see it. You will testify of God's doing in your life. In the name of Jesus, somebody here should get ready. For God is about to do the thing he told them. In the mighty name of Jesus, your eyes shall see it. Your mouth will taste it. I say you will testify of it. Your hands will handle it too. In Jesus' name. It might seem to have been coming long, but it's here. In Jesus' name. Yes, it's here. Even in the midst of the pandemic, God is doing a new thing. I say that there shall be a rain of blessing coming upon you. Coming upon you. In the name of Jesus, your wilderness days are over. Your cave days are over. I see God bringing rain upon your land. In the mighty name of Jesus. We are men have written you off. They have said, David, nothing can become of you. Nothing can happen anymore. But I see God is writing you in. They wrote you off, but God will write you in. In the name of Jesus, God will give you wings to fly. You will fly above all those hindrances. You will fly above all those obstacles. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because it's your day of thanking him. As you are thanking him for the little bit, God is taking you higher and higher. As you praise him, you are developing wings in the spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will soar like eagle. And you will get to places you never imagined. I decree in Jesus' name, surely there is an end. There is an end to your tears. There is an end to the pain. There is an end to the waiting. There is an end to this sickness. There is an end to this financial trouble. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree in Jesus' name that though your beginnings were small, your latter days, I see somebody becoming enlarged. In Jesus' name, your dream shall become a reality. In Jesus' name, I decree that those who have looked down on you, they will begin to celebrate you. I said it will happen in Jesus' name. Listen to me. In this season, the government is saying, lockdown, lockdown for four weeks. No matter what it is, the God of yesterday, it's still the God of today, it's the God of tomorrow. I see you will abide under the secret place of Most High. God himself will shield you. He will give you his protection. This day you will remain under the refuge of the almighty God. No pandemic will come near you or your household or your place of work or your children when they go to school. In the name of Jesus, you will go from victory to victory. HCC, you will go from victory to victory, from praise to praise, from thanksgiving to thanksgiving. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, I was thinking about this. The last time we had this much people in this building last time was the last convention and we said we are coming out and this happened i decree the next time we come it will be the permanent time in the mighty name of jesus we will go from victory to victory from victory to victory in the name of jesus god will command victories for you he will command victory for jacob i command you to arise 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 from your pain arise from your pain arise from your doubt in jesus mighty name everything will everything may change around you but god cannot change he does not change. The principles of God will not fail. The principles of God will not fail over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody here this morning, I want you to know that we cancel every appointment with death. That devil that said, oh, so you thought you escaped the last one. You will escape this one too. In the mighty name of Jesus. We cancel the appointment with death.
In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message. Please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.